That had a Righteous Brothers kind of theme to it <laughs> as it was going through. It's from the movie Grease, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you, S. Dot. That's great. That's a good way to start the weekend. Not long ago, Governor Wall signed a bill that uh, people are calling Democracy for the People Act. It was signed into law just, uh, uh, just a few days ago, and there are some lawmakers who are saying that it will protect and strengthen the freedom to vote. And I'm just curious, we have uh, Steve Simon on uh, from the state of Minnesota. What does that law, what does the law actually do, sir? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Happy Friday. Uh, this is a big deal. I got to say, this is a really big deal. This only, this kind of thing only comes around once every 50 years or so. Big package. So in terms of what's in it, um, a few things come to mind. One is something called automatic voter registration. Now, it's a little bit of a weird term because it's not automatic. It. and. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It, it, here's what it isn't. It's not like robots and computers doing stuff when people think about something being automatic. But what it does mean is if you go and get or renew a driver's license, mm-hmm. you will the system will assume that you want to be registered to vote. And if everything checks out, if you're eligible to vote, if you are who you say you are, you live where you say you live, you'll be added to the voting roll. So, the person doesn't have to do anything else. So... The way so does the flip side work? So if you don't want to be registered, can you opt out then? You can opt out. Yep, you absolutely really? can opt out. Yep, At, you'll get a postcard or something in the mail, and you can always. And any voter, by the way, anytime can always say, "Hey, you know what? I've been doing this voting thing for many years. I just don't want to do it anymore. Please unregister me." So that's always an option. You can always opt out. But that's going to add, we think, about up to four hundred thousand new voters in the state of Minnesota were eligible to vote. That's that's, that's a really big deal. We're talking to Secretary um, of State Steve Simon about the, the new bill, Democracy for the People Act. I'm just curious about this. So what about if you don't uh, have a driver's license, but you get one of these uh, state-issued uh, identification card? Does that automatically put you on the roll, too, Steve? Uh, the state-issued identification card is different because it co- doesn't come through the division of vehicle services, you know, the driver's license folks. So that is um, not necessarily the case at this point, but I say at this point, what we're trying to do is we're starting with driver's licenses, and we're going to work our way up to other forms of interactions with the government, including medical assistance, including potentially things like hunting and fishing licenses. When a person has an interaction with the government, they'll automatically be assumed once they give their information to want to vote. Again, you can opt out, but that's, that's going to be key. Interesting. So how do you make sure that people aren't trying to game the system? Yes. Uh, I get this question a lot. And <laughs> the good news is, the good news is, the, the folks at uh, the Department of Public Safety have a lot of experience over the years with people who get driver's licenses but are not eligible to vote. Mm-hmm. This isn't a new thing for them. I'll use my mom as an example. My mother was not an American citizen. But for 30-plus years, she was driving around Minnesota with a driver's license. So it's not a new thing to say people have one but are not eligible for the other. This is no different than that. If you are not eligible to vote, for example, if you don't have, if there's no evidence of you being a U.S. citizen, you're not even going to be put in the pile that could possibly be automatically registered to vote. You won't even get to that pile, let alone be registered. So they've got a good record of sorting that out and sorting out people who have driver's licenses but aren't eligible to vote. 
Interesting. So, you know, we're, we're watching the news right now about uh, these undocumented people coming across our borders with the expiration of the, of the law. And I'm wondering, so what happens if you have an undocumented person and uh, they are trying to get into the system? How does the state of Minnesota treat that with regard to voting? Yep, uh, that's a great question. They've been doing that for a while. And uh, the short answer is, unless a person, unless there's evidence already or they present new evidence of being a citizen of the United States, that's it. They're not, they could get a driver's license under this new law that the legislature also passed, but they're not going to be put in the pile to be sorted out to even possibly be registered to vote. So I think it's going to work well, and I'm confident that we'll be able to prevent, as you say, people you know, gaming the system. It's interesting. You're making me excited just thinking about uh, all the possibilities. I'm going to be uh, renewing my driver's license in July when my birthday comes around. It's about that time for me. So does that mean when I renew my license that I'm re-registering the vote, Steve? It does not unless you had an address change or a name change or something else that would require re-registration. But for people like me or you or any of your listeners, if you're already in the system, no, it doesn't mean necessarily that you're re-registering. Interesting. We're talking with Secretary of State Steve Simon. This is some breakthrough legislation, and uh, it sounds as if the state was already prepared for this kind of a move. Yeah, we've been talking about this for many, many years. Um, Not just this provision, but other things in the bill as well. And so we've been planning for it. You know, one other thing is we have something in this uh, new legislation called pre-registration for 16 and 17-year-olds. A lot of states do this. Um, and it basically means that anyone who's 16 or 17 can sign up, either electronically or on paper, give their information. And if everything checks out, if they are who they say they are, if they live where they say they live, then automatically on their 18th birthday, the minute they turn 18, they'll be in the system. It's just another opportunity for young people to start thinking about themselves as voters before they actually are. Mm-hmm. And the good news is, uh, we've seen studies from around the country that this isn't just happy talk. This isn't just some <laughs> symbolic thing. It, it actually moves the needle. Like, it actually does make 16- and 17-year-olds more likely to vote. They've shown it when you have this feature. Interesting. We're talking to Steve Simon about uh, adding over 400,000 new voters to the rolls. So this, I, I was listening, actually listening to the debate. This law also criminalizes... Uh, voter intimidation. How do you enforce that? Well, it gives the attorney general and it gives our um, uh, county attorneys some more authority to go after people who, for example, say something that they know to be false and they do it with the intent of getting in the way of someone's right to vote. Let me give you an example uh, that came out of Wisconsin a few years ago. This is a real world example where people were putting out information um, before an election in Milwaukee saying, hey, folks in Milwaukee, uh, next Tuesday's election uh, is only for people with last names A through L. If you're M through Z, the election's on Wednesday, so oh, stay no. home. Oh, no. So that's a deliberate lie that's for the intention, for the purpose of getting someone not to vote. If you do that, we've got new penalties and new authority for our prosecutors to go after you. Interesting. Last question for you this morning. We're talking with Steve Simon, Secretary of State for Minnesota. So is, is this like other laws that uh, typically go into effect like 30 days after the adjournment of the legislature? 
Actually, this goes into effect June 1st. June 1st. June 1st, this okay. entire law goes into effect. That's coming up. On the automatic voter registration piece, we need a little more time. It, it, it goes into effect um, once our office can certify that certain systems are ready. We expect that to happen sooner rather than later and definitely in time for the 2024 election. All right. We'll have to talk again to alert everybody when the effective date is really going live with this. This is uh, some breakthrough legislation. Do you have a final thought for us this morning, Steve Simon? Just that this is a a once-in-a-generation thing, and this is on top of what had happened about a month ago, which was restoring the right to vote for people who have left prison behind. Mm -hmm. That's going to give the right to vote to 55,000-plus of our friends and neighbors who really deserve it. It's about time. So coupled with that, there's a lot going on this year when it comes to democracy and voting rights. It's a good thing. It really is. Steve Simon, I can't thank you enough for joining us this morning live on KMLJ. And uh, we have to do this again when, you're, when your systems are ready to accommodate all the people that you're going to be putting on the rolls. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. Happy Friday. Same to you and happy Mother's Day weekend. Thank you.